Imagine loving your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about dating apps and love. This episode features another interview with somebody who has amazing information to share with Women in the Middle. Today, we're talking specifically about how easy it is to feel overwhelmed with online dating and apps in midlife. Seriously, being single again later in life is a whole new world. The dating landscape has changed dramatically since you were in your 20s, and it is no surprise that you can feel like you don't know what you're doing. Before we dive in, though, I have a question for you. Do you know that I have a free Facebook group? I just wanted to check in with you about that because I wasn't sure you knew. It is for women exactly like you. One thing I hear over and over again from women in the middle is that you crave community. You really want to connect with more women your age. So now you can. Easy peasy. You, my friend, are cordially invited to join my free Facebook group called the Women in the Middle Community Regret Proofing 101. This is where you can continue the podcast conversation and hang with other amazing women in the middle. It's a safe little haven with your name on it. So just head over to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash women in the middle community or in Facebook, just search for women in the middle community. That's it. Okay, let's do this. My guest this week is Renee Suzanne, who's a coach for smart, successful women who want to find love. She helps women go from heartbroken Two happily married. Renee believes that true love really is possible for anyone who's willing to create the conditions in her life for it to flourish. Emphasis on being willing. Renee has been featured in the Huffington Post, Glamour, and Tiny Buddha. Her two books, Beloved, How to Go from Relationship Challenge to Relationship Ready, and 10 Things You Can Do to Upgrade Your Love Life, are both available on Amazon. Renee has learned a lot firsthand and actually met her husband on Tinder at 49 years old. She feels so strongly about sharing what she's learned along the way. So if you're wondering if there are any good single men out there, she encourages you to take heart. Finding love is not only possible, but inevitable once you know how to create lasting love. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Renee. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Women in the Middle podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me, Susie. I'm delighted to be with you. You know, this whole midlife dating thing is a thing. And I have to tell you, uh, so many of my clients are talking about it. You know, um, if you've been in a long-term marriage and then it ends, or you've been in a long-term relationship and then it ends, and you're our age, the landscape has changed. And technology is one of them biggest thing that's changed over the last 20 years, like since we were last on the market. In fact, 
the way I met my husband in 1993 was through a personal ad, the old-fashioned way, where he posted an ad. It was in the Canadian Jewish News. And I responded by writing a real letter with a real pen, and I used a real stamp, <laughs> and I sent it in. People aren't doing, or people don't have to do that anymore. And the funny thing was, if that's not funny enough about my husband, was that I also posted an ad at the exact same time that he did, but I was being creative and I wrote it from the perspective of my cat who wanted company from the boring life that my cat was having. And I asked my potential suitors to send cat treats and they did, but my husband didn't answer the ad because he didn't understand it. He thought it was weird. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. So tell me, I know um, what my clients tell me is they're just overwhelmed by the whole thing. Like it's not just the technology is new, but they don't know what the rules are, right? So it's just one big giant thing. They have a sense that it's something that everybody's doing and that maybe they should do it. But I don't think they understand that it's really become one of the major ways to meet new people. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Um, one in three new marriages is now the result of an online introduction. And that number is increasing. So anyone in any age bracket needs to be dating online if they are serious about finding a relationship, but especially in our age range, because we are real grown women with real lives and very busy. We are not out at the bars and the clubs. We are not surrounded by single people in our age range and going to all these parties and events that are full of single people like we were in our 20s. So it's even more important for a, a woman our, in our age group to consider and develop this skill of online dating. Oh my gosh, the idea of having to leave my house at night. <laughs> right? <laughs> I so don't want to do that. Like, it's just the technology is one thing, but to deal with clothing and getting dressed up and traffic and putting my social on that way uh, on a regular basis, like that actually, as much as I don't like technology, that is more overwhelming. So you make a really good point that it is technology that is very helpful, right? But so many people have such a negative attitude about it. And um, I guess it just seems like something that it's overwhelming on so many levels. It is. And it, just like a lot of things are, though. Um, and when you want to do something new in life, no matter what it is, it can be overwhelming at first. If you wanted to learn French, that would probably be overwhelming. If you wanted to, let's say if you were married for many years and you suddenly find yourself single, there are lots of things that are going to be overwhelming. Maybe you didn't handle your finances. Maybe he did and you have to learn how to do that. Or maybe you have to move or get a new job. I, lots of us have had the experience of getting a new job and that's overwhelming. But, but we get through those things because we see that there is a benefit and we want that benefit. So we, we just kind of, you know, step up and, and handle it. I think the difference with online dating is there are so many horror stories and so much negativity. And a lot of times it's easy to just kind of go down into the overwhelmingness of it all and think, well, there are no guarantees anyway, and I must be doing it wrong and whatever. So if, if you can resist the pull, the very real pull to go to that place and say, one in three new marriages are, are coming from this, there is something to it. 
this is a skill that I can learn and learn how to do well to achieve my desired result, then you've got a much better chance at cracking online dating and getting what you want. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad you put it in that perspective because, you know, when it comes to being overwhelmed and learning new skills, you're right. There's so much in life. And I've interviewed somebody recently, my sister actually, who was on the podcast talking about being blindsided by a divorce. And I also talked to somebody who was an expert in the financial part of the gray divorce. And you're right. There's so many challenges that we have um, that we feel overwhelmed by, but a lot of the overwhelm, all of the overwhelm comes from our thinking. And on the podcast, we talk a lot about this, that, you know, what happens in life is neutral, but it's what we make it mean that creates our feeling. And overwhelm is a feeling like any other feeling. And online dating is a skill like any other skill. And I know that um, thoughts, the way you think about your situation in life and how it's changed can really be a drag and can really bring you down. And one of the things that, um, that you mention and you talk about is this concept, this thought that just love isn't for me, that you find so many of your clients thinking that thought, love's just not for me. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Yes. A lot of people think, and, and I did this when I was single too, love's not for me. There must be something wrong. I must be broken. And I think a lot of that comes from this whole, we are weaned us ladies on these chick flicks where the, and you watch them, it makes me like want to punch the TV, right? <laughs> you, have these, you have these women who are acting like total Miss Crazy Pants and some guy running after buses and trains and getting on airplanes to chase her down. And she has to do nothing except act ridiculous and look beautiful. And this handsome hunk falls into her lap. And then we, we're weaned on this stuff. So like 20 or 30 years of that, and you think love's supposed to be easy. It's supposed to fall in our laps. Something is horribly wrong if it doesn't. And we're going to sit home with the Ben and Jerry's and go on Facebook and take trips with our girlfriends. And you want to do all that, fine. But don't say love's not for you. That is a thought. And it it's simply doesn't have to be true. You could think other thoughts like, Love is out there for me. There are plenty of men who are looking for me. Other things require some efforts to pull off. Why not love? Love's freaking awesome. Love is one of the best things you can have in life. Why should it just fall into your lap just because a bunch of movie producers have made so much money selling us this myth? It's, it's ridiculous. So good. Renee on a rant. I love it. I do it. rant. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. So we've established that love isn't for me is a thought. And there are so many thoughts that affect our emotions and then ultimately how we behave, which always proves our thoughts. So love is just another one of those things. I love that perspective. And what would you say um, about this single men availability issue at our age? Because that's another thing that um, women talk a lot about because they just think there's just, not only is love not for me, but there's just no men out there to meet. Right, right. And that can, that can be really disheartening. And I used to think that as well. I, I was single for well over a decade. I, had, uh, I raised four kids alone after my, uh, my husband passed away. And dating was very challenging. So I've, I've been there and I totally, totally get it. And I used to think, oh my gosh, there's no men out there. All the good ones are taken. Uh, online 
is, is full of weirdos and losers and all that. And it's like so not true because like for every couple that gets divorced, there was, there was a man there too, right? So there are single men floating around and they are out there and they want to find love as well. They don't just go and turn into monks or something. They are, they are out there. And even, even as we get older, can it be more challenging? Sure. But you can decide to be up to that challenge. You can decide to post a really good online dating profile. You can decide to get good pictures. You can decide to put your best foot forward to be the best person that you can be so that the man that you are wanting to attract into your life will choose to date you as opposed to doing nothing or throwing up a couple of selfies and some laundry list about no losers and broke men need apply and then be disappointed with the results. You can, you can do that. A lot of people do that. But if you do this right, if you put in some effort and find out how to do it right and then do it, I promise you, you will have a much better result and a much better chance at attracting the good men who are out there. So let's go back just a second or two. So what, tell me a little bit more about what happened in your life. What was the span of time from, um, you know, when you were married to when you transitioned into being single? I'm so sorry about your husband. And uh, then when you started to think of yourself as somebody who wanted to meet people and pursue a relationship. So what was that whole span of your life? What did it look like? Oh, wow. Um, well, I was, uh, I found myself a young single mom at the age of 28 with four children. And it was tough. Um, I worked full time. I was just finishing up my college education. And, uh, and there I was with these kids. And this was in 1996, so not too far from your postage stamp <laughs> experience. <laughs> and the internet just wasn't like, right. it wasn't a thing then. It was no. not a thing. So I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? And I have all these kids and la la la. And I kind of just put my head down and worked and um, didn't really do an awful lot about it. And when I, when I tried, it, it didn't work out. Um, it was, it was hard. I, w I was a young mom. I got married as a teenager. So a lot of the guys in my age group were not really wanting to sign on for an instant family. And I really endured a lot of bumps and bruises. And honestly, I tried everything. I went to singles events. I tried speed dating. I did try online dating several times. Um, I took workshops. I learned, I really put in a lot of effort to learn how to do it right. I took online dating profile writing courses wow. and read every self-help book ever written. And I got professional pictures done. And so fast for, in the, honestly, through, through all this process, it was like getting a freaking PhD in dating. So I well, know. Renee, I love, I, oh my gosh, your story is so interesting because you could have been victim you could have played that role. You could have gotten very angry. And I'm sure there were times where you were angry. But what do you think it was about, about your nature that allowed you to embrace the skill development portion of this whole part of your life? Well, I'm really stubborn. Um, just ask my husband. <laughs> and um, well, I had four kids. And you got to be a certain kind of person to 
get up in the morning, raise four kids, get a degree in finance, work in investments for 19 years, build a house. I mean, I was a tough girl. And uh, yeah, it was hard. And sure, I was angry and heartbroken and just about everything. And I remember one day, my, my moment, I talk about this on my website. I had, I, I just, I had gone through another breakup. I couldn't seem to get anything going for longer than a month or so. And I was like crying mascara and tissues all over the place and like on the floor and, uh, you know, and I was like, I should just give up. I should just give up. And I wouldn't, there was just part of me. And I felt like that actually in college and with the kids too. And, and, and you know what? I never, I would think I should just give up. This sucks. I should just give up. And I would want to give up. But the thing that really got me, Susie, every time is, well, if I gave up, then what? I'd wake up tomorrow morning and then what? Mm. If I gave up, then what? And I never had a good answer to that question. I never did. So I was like, well, all right, if I'm not going to give up, then what am I going to do? And I got up and I'm like, I am not giving up. I am going to do this. I want love in my life and I'm going to figure out a way. There must be a way. And if I don't figure it out, at least I'm going to give it some effort every day. I will do new things. I will learn everything I need to learn. And I went to Tiffany's and I bought myself a ring and I put it on my finger and I married myself. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, Renee, I promise you, I love you. I've got your back and we're going to figure this out. You want this too bad to give up on it. We're doing this. I got you. And I've, I married myself. And my husband took that ring off the finger the day we got married. <laughs> oh, that is the best story ever. Oh, so you marched your butt into Tiffany's and you said, uh, it's time for me to have my own back. Yeah. 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 And then I just, you know, I had to um, be resourceful. So I took courses about it and, I, and, and there, I, I worked with coaches and I thought, what is it that is in my way? What do I need to learn? Um, it, and, and by the way, ladies, it wasn't like, you have to be young and beautiful. I was much more younger and more beautiful when I was 28 than when my husband and I got married last year. You know, so the whole, you have to be young, you have to be beautiful, you have to be the right weight, you have to be the right age. No, you don't. It's you, total you, crap. How old are you now, Renee? Uh, I am 50. I turned 50. Um, Welcome. Thank you. Welcome yes, to I, the better side. No, and, yeah. And, and honestly, and I had more fun after I turned 40 than the whole rest of my life put together. So please, if, if nothing else, don't let this age thing stop you from wanting something amazing. And by the way, my husband's younger and he thinks I'm totally ridiculously hot and awesome. So <laughs> when did you get married? I got married last May. Uh, it's two years coming up, May, May um, 19th. So oh, yeah. That's and I met him on Tinder, not just for hookups. Oh, good. So let's talk about a Tinder and how you chose. Um, this is the thing that I want to know. There's so many apps. How do you understand the apps? What app should you be using? And then I want you to talk about profile development. Okay, great. Well, I always recommend that you be on an app, like a big box mainstream app, like Match. Um, either Match or OkCupid are very good 
websites and then like a mainstream app that everybody knows about like Tinder or Bumble. So I, I recommend everyone who, who works with me to, to do those two things. So you're differentiating an app and a website. Yes. App and website. One app, one, one website. And then another thing I always say is try to go to one social event every week. It helps you practice your friendliness muscle. And <laughs> That's so funny. Yep, you're right. It's important. Yeah. Friendly. Yeah. So that when you get on a, a real date with somebody that you're really interested in, the, he's not the first person you've tried to socialize with in a month. Um, <laughs> so good. Yeah. And then put your phone down when you're out and about in public and chat people up. Chat up the barista. Chat up the old guy that you see every day when you check your mail. And, and then again, you know, because it helps you be more friendly, be more outgoing, learn how to become a better conversationalist. And if you do those three things, you will be dating people. I promise you, you will. And then from then, once you are out there being friendly, meeting people and dating people, then you can discern what kind of relationship you want. What kind of, who are you interacting? How, what is happening to you out there? And then fine tune that. And about your profile, please be positive. Do not rant. Post a positive profile that talks about what you do want, not what you don't want, and have good pictures. Okay, let's pick this apart a little bit. So um, when my sister was on recently, she said the same thing. So she met the guy she's dating on an app, and she said it was critical to be very specific about what you wanted. And um, for example, uh, politics is a big deal right now, and she didn't want to talk to any to certain people who had certain beliefs. Sure. <laughs> so she made it very, very specific. So can you give us some examples of things that you might want that you might not even be clear about? Yeah, uh, there's a great exercise I, I do, and I did this myself several times, obviously. Write down, just brainstorm every single thing that you want in a man. Every single thing you want. Just lay it all out there. Go nuts. Let that cool off for a day or so. And then go back and circle the most important 20 things. And then from there, bring it down to five. I give, I give everybody five deal breakers. They are must-haves. So you will not date anyone who doesn't have these five qualities. And they have to be character-based. It, it's not something like he has to be six feet tall. You know. So mine were he had to be loyal. He had to be kind. He had to be intelligent. He had to be willing and able to marry me like now, not when he, his kids grow up or he climbs Mount Kilimanjaro or, or whatever like that. So, um, and those are, that's your line in the sand. So all the other stuff is great and it's nice, but you get, you get five character-based must-haves. And then if you will open up to dating those people, you can learn because a lot of people they, they get their pickers broken. Um, they'll, they'll keep dating the same man in different shoes and they, they'll say, oh, I always date the unavailable ones or, uh, you know, or these married guys keep turning up or whatever kind of thing. And, but the thing is, you don't have to let those people stay in your life. They might turn up, but you don't have to keep them. You can get used to your, this, it's like a habit. So, you can actually train yourself, change your habit of dating whatever your flav favorite flavor of poison is, 
and teach yourself to be attracted to the nice guys, to be attracted to the men who are kind to you. It's just like learning to work out or eat healthier foods instead of going to the drive-thru all the time. You might not, it might not come naturally at first, but if you keep doing it, if you keep making healthier choices, they will become more natural. And yes, do state what kind of relationship you want in your profile because that will filter out the people who do not share that goal. So for instance, you know, if it is politics, you can say, you know, I really want to date a person who, you know, shares my whatever value is, rather than if you like, you know, a certain politician, just don't even bother. Don't. Yes, that's a great. Positively. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, um, so I got married in my 30s. I wasn't really young and I had started to have thoughts and, and be discouraged. And, and I remember way back then going through a, a similar exercise where, where I was thinking about my line in the sand. And one, one thing that came, well, two things I remember. One was that I wanted somebody to be serious about work, but that work wasn't the only thing. Like I wanted somebody who was a professional and really valued the contribution that they were making, but that it wasn't the only thing because that's a drag, right? And so I oh, wanted yeah. somebody to have other passions and things that they cared about. And then the other thing for me was about a dog. Like dogs are, are deal breakers for me. They have, they ha you can't have allergies. You have to love dogs. And I felt kind of weird about that. At the time I had a cat, I didn't have a dog yet, but I came from a dog family. I knew dogs would be a part of my life forever. And developing an allergy is one thing, but starting out with an allergy, I just I just really wanted dogs to be part of my life. So, <laughs> so that was a question that came up very, very early. And I think what I see with women our age is that we're uncomfortable wanting what we want. And oh my God, yeah. Crystal clear yeah. about that. Yeah, so talk to me a little oh. bit about that because it, it's, uh, it's like a muscle we haven't exercised in a couple of decades to be clear about what we want and to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have. Yeah. I have so much to say about that. I really wanted to get married, but I was afraid to admit it. And I was, this was like a huge part of my journey is I was afraid to even want, like there is this belief out there in, you know, the age of casualness and hookups and all of this, that I was supposed to be this free and easy woman who was just not going to be attached to somebody and could date like a man and all of that. And and I was embarrassed that I wanted to get married so much so that I was afraid to even want it or admit it to myself, much less anyone else. And it was a long and painful journey to finally out myself on that and say, oh my gosh, I really want to find a nice guy and get married. And I don't care if that sounds 1950s to somebody. That's really what I want. And like, if you look at guys, and I love this about men, we really could learn a lot from men. Um, Men will tell you they want the most ridiculous things. Men, you know, want to climb rocks and sleep out in the ice and cold and eat out of plastic containers and <laughs> just fight with polar bears and like all this crazy stuff. And they'll be like, yeah, I want to do this. And then we're like, oh, I think I kind of want this one thing that may be kind of normal, actually. But I'm afraid to like... It might not be okay if I want that. Like, no. So once I got really like, I want this. I want to get married. And I would put 
Yeah, I would admit that to people. I wouldn't go out on dates and say, look, where's the ring, buddy? But I would say, this is what I want. I'm looking for something serious at this point in my life. I'm looking for the love of my life. I'm looking to find someone to share my life with. And it's so funny, once I put that in my profile, I started attracting a whole different caliber of man. And one guy reached out to me, I'll never forget this. He emailed me and he said, you know, if you put that in your profile, you're scaring away a lot of guys. And I read his profile and I wrote him back and I said, thanks for reaching out. You're exactly the kind of guy I want to scare away because <laughs> he had all this stuff in it. And it was a friendly exchange. I wasn't you know, rude about it, but he, he, was, he had exactly the kind of profile that I saw a lot of like, oh, I'm just looking to have fun and date around and do this. And my career is really awesome right now. And I'm, you know, doing X, Y, Z. And there was nothing in there about wanting a relationship. And I said, yeah, you're the kind of guy that I wanted to scare away. And I hope you get everything you want. Thanks for reaching out. That's so good. Because yeah, if you cast the net, it's the same way with business strategy, right? I, I have coaching skills. I can help lots of people. But I'm trying to find a very specific type of person uh, because it's a good business strategy and it helps, it's my passion and it helps me tailor my message so that it can be heard by my person. Otherwise, there's just so much information out there that the right people aren't going to find their way to this podcast, right? So it's the same sort of thing. It's like, yes, you're a woman and, and you're looking to meet people but you're not looking to meet everybody and time is valuable. And this, once you want what you want and you're comfortable with it and you're aware of it, and I love how you talk about outing yourself. <laughs> it's, it's so good. And you noticed uh, that you started to attract different type of people immediately, which is, it's great. So touch briefly now on the importance of a good profile picture. Right. A good profile picture is everything. And, um, Yes, men are visual, but, but so, so are we, you know, you liked, you don't like if somebody's got a serious mugshot going on, you're not going to click on him. Right. So not that, not that you would do that, but if you have a good picture, your profile is your you commercial. So when you watch a really good commercial, they make you want that product. And like, we do have to market ourselves and we're okay with this when we're looking for jobs. We don't say, well, they better like me the way I am and roll into an interview with our pajamas on and talk about our, our dogs and how much wine we drink every night on our resumes. We put our best profile forward because we want that job and we understand that we need to stand out. And it's the same with your online dating profile. If you put yourself in your best light, he's got like one second or something to click on you or, or pass by to the next profile. And your picture is going to, it's just like your resume gets you the interview, not the job. So you've got to have a photo that somebody is going to click on and then he'll read your profile and then you'll go on the date. But there's none of that happening if you don't have a good picture. So what makes a good picture? A good picture. Thank you for asking. This is great. Yeah, a good, okay, please do not post a selfie. If you can at all splurge for professional photos, do it. 
and it is so worth the money. You will really look like yourself. It's not like glamour shots or anything. Get a good photographer or a friend to snap some really good pictures of you with your makeup on, with your hair done in a nice outfit. And it doesn't doesn't have to be revealing. It, it probably should not be revealing if you're really looking for a relationship. So you want a picture of you looking straight at the camera and smiling like a headshot. That should be your main picture. And then you want at least one full body shot because men just want to know. Like it, and men are attracted to women who have a few extra pounds or are even quote unquote whatever overweight or they just want to know because there are, there are men out there who are very, very attracted to curvy women, to women of all shapes and sizes and hair lengths and all of that, but they just want to know what the deal is. So at least one full body shot and a picture of you smiling and looking straight at the camera. And wearing red also helps you stand out in all of those thumbnails. So that's another nice thing to know. Wow, and those, those are great tips. Thanks. And no sunglasses and no hats. Mm -hmm. Let them see you. And it's just you alone in the photo, not your dog, not your kids, not your boss, not your five girlfriends with martinis, none of that. Right. And, and it's, it doesn't matter how cute your dog is, just you. Got it. Exactly. <laughs> totally. Yeah. He can meet your dog later. <laughs> That's great advice. Okay, Renee, this is awesome. So what would you say your best advice is to women in the middle who are ready to meet people and up their game? I would say, wow, all of this has been great, but my best advice, do everything we talked about. Find out who you're looking for. Go to a social event every week, post an online profile such as on Match um, and on Tinder or Bumble using what we just discussed. Put your phone down when you're out and about in public and realize that love is for you. There is no way out of 7 billion people on this planet that you are the one person that just can't have love for some reason like you are the wrong age or the wrong weight or you didn't marry your high school sweetheart or your high school sweetheart and you didn't work out or whoever and you didn't work out. There's none of that. Love is for you just because you're human and alive on this planet right now. Oh, that's so good. And I know you have a free course. I'd love for you to share this information with women in the middle who are ready to take a deeper dive into this whole thing. Awesome. Yes, I do have a free course. It's called Five Steps to Finding the Love of Your Life. And it talks about a lot of the things that you can do to get yourself in a place where you are ready to let love in and get yourself in that mindset so that when you go out and do these things, you will be ready. You will be like, game on, let's do this. And it's on my website. Can I say what my website is? Yeah, go ahead. It's on reneesuzannecoaching.com. Five steps to finding the love of your life. Awesome. I'm going to put this information in the show notes. I love that, you're, that you just uh, mentioned Game On because that's the name of a webinar that I'm doing right now too. Uh, game On. And it's all about um, getting what you want. And, and I love it. I love the whole idea of Game On and taking ownership for your life, being intentional about what you want, understanding that you do have the, a huge significant role to play in creating the results in your life that you are excited about. 
Renee, thank you so much for sharing this information. I think we talked about some of the broader concepts and also a lot of the actual concrete tips that you can use right away. This advice can give you a roadmap to opening the door to love in a very intentional and meaningful way. Thank you so, so much. You are so welcome, Susie. Thank you for having me. That's it for this episode. I'm sure you'll agree. Renee gave so many actionable tips about online dating and apps. So if you are ready to roll, you have what you need. Such great advice. I loved what she had to say about understanding your thoughts too. No surprise, right? (laughs) Especially a few of those key thoughts that can really cause problems for you if you honestly and authentically want to meet somebody. Here they are again for you to think about. The first one is love isn't for me. The second one, finding love is hard. And the third one, there's no men out there to meet. Now, I'm sure if you're single, you've thought these thoughts. Now, the reason awareness of these thoughts is so important for you is because your thoughts cause your feelings and your feelings drive your behavior. So what happens is that you feel a certain way when you think things. When you think finding love is hard, for example, notice how you feel, maybe sad or overwhelmed. And then notice what you do when you feel sad or overwhelmed about love being hard to find. You probably withdraw or retreat rather than being motivated to go forward and keep working towards your goal. And then finally, when you retreat, what's likely to happen? Nothing. You don't meet people. You end up proving your thinking that love is hard. Your results in life will always prove your thoughts. So it's super critical to first notice what you're thinking and then change your thinking if necessary. You need to decide how you want to feel on purpose. How do you want to feel so that you can actually do what you need to do to meet people? All those amazing tips that Renee offered. And then you have to think accordingly. What will you have to think to feel that way? This is what Renee meant about being willing. You have to be open to what's needed to create conditions in your life for love to flourish. So empowering, right? You really do have more power than you think. I am so excited to hear what you do with all of this helpful info. So make sure to send me an email at info at Keep me posted. All right, one more thing. If you're feeling frustrated and stuck yourself, you just might be ready to make a change. I hear you. I was stuck for five years and I don't want this for you. I want you to be excited about your life. Just go to www.talktosuzy.com and grab your free consult for working together. Let's see if we're a good fit. I am here to help. It's actually why I get up in the morning. I get really excited about it. So if you like what you've heard on today's episode, just head over to the Women in the Middle podcast on iTunes, hit subscribe, and if you feel like it, leave a review. I would love to see your review, and it also helps other women find this podcast. Check out the show notes with more information and links at www.susierosenstein.com. Let's do this, ladies, one loving thought at a time. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week.